I, I know I'm good at what I do, man, because I wouldn't pursue it if I wouldn't, you know. I wouldn't waste, I wouldn't waste anybody's time, you know. I appreciate it, yeah. It, it takes some time to put it all together. Yeah. It, it was all a process because it did start like this. You know, it started out with, like, piece by piece. And I was like, oh, maybe I should get some lights. You know, maybe, you know, try this and try that. And, yeah. Yeah, when we're rolling, I mean, we can, we can get going. Back at it again, once again. What's up, everybody? Go ahead, introduce us. So, uh, you know, what's up with that? In case you didn't know, and I'm sure you do since you're here right now, with the host, Nick. What's up, guys? Martin. Nick Martin here. I'm Nimbus, and some of you know him. We have a special guest, a good friend of mine, an incredible collaborator, and a talent that I think y'all should know because this man is not only talented, but he has his accolades. I'm talking about Grammy noms, multiple, right? Platinum records as well? And gold yes, sir. And gold records. So this is Petey. Um, goes by many names. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I save them as the Petey the scientist because when it comes to his production, when it comes to how he pieces things together, it's not just beat making, in my opinion. Mm. It's full-on, solid production. And people like him... He's humble, but I'm telling you, if you actually go into the catalog that this man has showcased, if you actually look at how he pieces things together, and I've seen it in, in real time, it's masterful work. So, once again, ladies and gentlemen, we have Petey here at What's Up With That Podcast. Yeah, welcome, dude. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming down. <laughs> what's, what's the word? What's the word, everybody? Yeah, I appreciate you coming down. I'm happy to be here, man. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. Thank you, Nimbus. No, you've had a busy day. Oh, man. Yeah. Fucking long one, but yeah. we're here. Yeah. From soccer games to... Me too, man. I had a soccer game this morning I had to oh, go to. Word. Yeah, my son plays. Oh, nice. Yeah. Sweet. My son's in Chicago playing fucking baseball right now. Right on. Nice. nice. I'm keeping up with him on my phone right now. Yeah. Oh, man. We're happy to have you here, man. I mean, I was I'm blessed to be here. How we met initially, this was back in, I want to say, 20... 2008 or 2009 because I graduated in 2010 so I was working at Marcus like from it was like 2019 like 2019 when I, when I met you in? yeah really? it was like 2019 oh it was or, earlier than that no because I no, recorded no. I recorded uh, with Shepard and them in like 2017 2016 we're talking oh, oh we're shit oh we're doing 2019 no yeah no oh it was 2008 Nine, yeah, brother. <laughs> 2009, brother. You're off by yeah, 10 yeah. years <laughs> because I was 19, or like okay, so I was working at Marcus when I was 21. Yeah, and the reason why we became friends is because I had fucking some diamond supply shoes, some like leather ass, nice ass shoes. I've never even, I don't even know where the fuck they're at, but he was like, Man, I fuck with those, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, and then, um. Like we were in the break room, where you know where you, where you change, getting suited up, mm. <laughs> where you change and get on your fucking tuxedo, and no, nah, dude, it was it was we had common interest, exactly. you know what I'm saying, music wise, um, and style, and style, you had yeah, swag. and yeah, I was telling Nick like, you know, when you 
are working amongst regular people, as I like to call NPCs, <laughs> and you notice a person that is genuinely who they are, and they're someone that stands out from the crowd, you were one of those people that I saw, you know, as I'm sweeping popcorn or in the concession stand, and I was just, I saw you walk in one day, you had the shades on, I was like, I came in with a backpack, <laughs> cold-ass sneakers, and I'm like, who the fuck is this, like, this dude, I ain't even, even seen you even work there before. And I was just like, damn. And then he put on the, su- the tuxedo, and I was just like, oh, shit. He works here? Like, what the fuck? So then Where is that he, he chopped it up. Um, and it was crazy, because I remember going to his crib one time after work, I think. Mm-hmm. And we were kicking it. He was showing me his beats. He's already been published, mind you, at the time. And he was young. Already is a published producer. Yeah. And you showed me a magazine or something that you actually had an article oh, in. Oh, the amalgamation, yeah. Yeah, and so I was just like, damn, like, he's all on, and then I remember the first beat I heard from this guy, he sampled Toro Le Mans, mm-hmm. and, oh, <laughs> yes. yeah, hold yes, on to these yes, memories, yes, 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 he sampled Toro Le Mans, and yes. I was like, oh my god, this dude, he's like me, yeah, you remember this shit, yes, yes, of course, and, um, yeah, man, from there on, we just stayed in touch, you know, <clears throat> traveled from like multiple states and would probably come back to Elgin here and there and we'll try to link up with him and then over time he just just kept going up and mm-hmm. up, you know what I'm saying and then I was just like this dude is a fucking legend and from the town that, that we lived in dude it's super small yeah super small they call it the Bermuda Triangle because when you, when you don't make it out of there yeah no you can get caught yeah you can get caught that's for sure that's why I'm trying not to get caught out in, not in that area you know no, that's why I love being out in Dallas. Uh, yeah, you got to step out. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's why I came out here, just to kind of like pump the brakes a little bit. Um, just kind of, I mean, I've been working still, but, you know, we have to. Uh, got to change the scenery here. Yeah, there, right? change the scenery is amazing. And people in Dallas are fucking amazing, man. For some For some reason, whatever the fuck reason, you guys are way too nice. <laughs> it's that southern hospitality, right? <laughs> For whatever the fuck reason, you guys are way too nice, but it's so cool, so cool. Let's, I'm glad Texas is treating you nice, man. Um, let's let's kind of get into some of these accolades, man, because like was I was reading up on you, and it's it said two times gold, two times platinum, yes, sir. two times number one Billboard charting. So let's let's kind of get into that, man. Let's 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 brag on it a little bit. I mean, talk to me. How did uh how, how did you get into Let's, let's let's start with this. How does the music process start for you to to make a charting? Are you even thinking about charting at that point? Or are you just no. just starting a process? It's me sitting down the same way I'm doing here, mm-hmm. <laughs> and however I'm feeling, you know, whatever the mood is. That's I, I just I don't know. It, it it's hard to explain because um. I put shit together like, like I'll start something like weird, like because I don't really know how to play the keyboard or nothing like that. I don't know how to, I'm not necessarily that musically inclined okay. as far as like keys are involved. But I, uh, man, dude, I start with one like it's like cooking. You know what I'm saying? It's like literally fucking making a meal. It's like literally making a meal. You know what I'm saying? I'll, you have you have your plate or. This is crazy. Um, 
Oh man, I just put flavors together, man. Mm-hmm. I literally just put <clears throat> flavors together and how I'm feeling. But you never had got go into it with the intention of like, oh, this no, this is no, gonna be no. a, like that. I mean, because to be number totally, one, you know, to be totally honest, like the shit that went the furthest. Um, I have so many other beats that are more precious to me yeah. than the ones that got me the accolades. But they know? probably have like sentimental value, um, or yeah, they have yeah, yeah. Like I, I really put my whole entire heart. Mm-hmm. I, I put my whole entire heart into them, and um, it's the simplest ones that actually were the ones that made it right through. Yeah, and I was gonna sell them for dirt cheap. It was crazy. I think um, it's a sign of the times, though. You know, because yeah, like yeah, pe- yeah, people definitely. really are into simpler beats, and they they're they're not really as long as the drums seem to hit, everyone's with it. Yeah, you know? and that's like that's where I specialize. It's just like drum work. Okay. Like me and Nimbus were just at, like, at his, at his yeah, complex. Little, uh, clubhouse in the at the clubhouse, man. And he, he had a sample. And it's like I seen I seen how it was going to be done before. Oh, no, it, he, it, right? he, he played it for me earlier. And, like, he played me the, the original version and what you did to it. Uh-huh. It's, it's like a night and day, man. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, that's how I see it. Like, like he, he shows me the sample. I'm like. That's a raven type shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? You see it all in your head right like, there. Like, yeah. This is the future. A little cut see, scene. You know? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's uh, so crazy how fast you cooked it up, bro. And we did that shit in fucking, fi- like, like in 15 minutes. I don't know if I can curse on here. I'm sorry. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But, um. Do I want a drink, by the way? You want me to grab some? Yeah. Yes. That, I'm fucking thirsty. Yeah, all balls. Like oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Thank you, man. Do I need a uh, koozie or anything? Nah, I just prefer one, man. Shout out the Voodoo Ranger. We need yes, a please. Yeah. I Y'all uh, hook it up. Uh, All I drink, man. <laughs> Salute. Yeah, cheers, man. Salute, my boy. Yes, yes. But, um, yeah, man, like, I specialize on drums and, I mean, just, like, like any, any vibe that catches me, I'll be able to, like, conquer that shit, like, instantly like so like my main thing is just like bringing ideas to life okay you know basically just bringing dreams to life or whatever you know what i'm saying like you ask me to do something then i'm i'm here for it do you kind of struggle to to bring that idea into reality sometimes or does sometimes it, does, yeah, it, does yeah. it come pretty easy for you it comes pretty easy sometimes but like it, it all depends yeah it all depends i mean like it's it's tough. I feel like I work better under pressure. Sure, I'm the same like way. I, I, there's, there's been times where some of the greatest work that I've done is under that type of pressure, where I'm like kind of pissed off mm-hmm. when I go to the studio. I'm like, fuck, man, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Like, this is, why do you guys always have me doing the difficult shit? <clears throat> I just want to be doing simple shit. But to be able to... Um, have the, uh, well, just to be able to have the talent to be able to bring that shit to life is, you know. Yeah. Well, I know sometimes, like, as a guitar player, that shit will just kind of flow out of you sometimes. Well, yeah, you like, know? if you're, if you're feeling it right away, then it's gonna, it's gonna, it's just gonna come naturally. Yeah, but you also have to build up that skill set over time. It yeah, you know, because yeah. you can't just like walk up to the like pro I mean, tools. I've been producing for like 20 years. That's what I'm saying. So, so like it, it comes I mean, so easy for you. I was like 13. Like yeah. 13, dude. 
So I've been doing this shit for a long fucking time. Right. And no, you're good. But I always liken making beats to putting together a puzzle, right? So, like, usually it goes by layers. And then when you're putting together a puzzle, you try to figure out, like, all right, where are the corners at? Where are the outer? The outer Those are the pockets. Yeah. yeah. And then you fill it in over time. So, like, I don't know. Everybody kind of produces differently. But for me, it's like the drums are typically, like, one of the most important portions of it. And then uh, yeah. you mm-hmm. fill it in with the harmonics or you fill it in with, Like you said, you see it kind of ha- where there's those empty pockets, and then you mm-hmm. fill it in over time, and then as you do it more and more, you get like quicker and quicker. Yeah, it's basically like you see it like a, a, a puzzle, but I see it as a uh, a plate of fucking five star food. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's seasoning. Mm-hmm. There's flavor, like whatever the fuck. Like my my sound library is. My cabinet of season. <laughs> I like that. You know what I'm saying? No, it is. It is. I like and that. I don't use no measurements. I don't use well, no yeah, measurements no, at no. all. It's like to taste. All by feel, yeah. It's to taste. Yeah. You know, if I have the right melody, like say if he would have sent me a guitar, you know, or I have the right sample, or if I just like start off with a melody, like sometimes like my melodies will be just a couple chords. Yeah. And I'll work with an artist and the the beginning of it it's like kind of redundant for a second because like like what are you doing but the end result i'm like trust me once the shit's done it's going to be a fucking full plate you know mm-hmm. just it's going to be a it's full all about plate. that end result yeah, yeah the end result always happens so quick or i mean it might even take 2 hours an hour that's yeah. why I like yeah but that's kind of my process now and how it's been and if I'm just doing things regular off GP or whatever the fuck just going home and making a beat yeah. like today I was making some beats I mean I made some beats with one of the little homies today Everything was really good. Yeah, yeah. Everything was really good. So I've just been in that mode. Would you say it's easier to work with people that, A, you have a relationship or a rapport with versus, mm-hmm. like, you know, people that just come into the studio and then they have an idea or a replica, or, you know, a somewhat of something that they want to do um, when it comes to the production process of, like, okay, I'm going to put this together, put that together. Yeah. What, who, 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 I just to name a few. Who are some of like the biggest artists that you've worked with in your time period of producing? I know it's a lot. I hate this question. Why? <laughs> nah, go ahead, put it Why out there. Yeah, know. put Can it I out there. Go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, spit it out. Go ahead. There's, spit it in the, there's an empty cans in there. Here, put it in the cap and then just put it on top of the jaws. Yeah. Good. Great. <laughs> Fuck, man. I hate this question. But, um, I'm gonna help you out because I saw on your Instagram you said Juice World. Yeah, yeah, no, Jeezy, yeah. Juice World, Jeezy. Know. I have I had two tracks on a uh, Tracker Die or Trapper Die Three. Oh shit. Um, so what? Where it at with Yo Gotti? Um, we went gold with that just recently. Which Hell is yeah, fucking fire. Um, so what's the process like? How does that come about? Like, are you sending a track to his to his 
team or like are they reaching out to you? What's what's going well, on? Well, so like I think that uh, shout out to D Rich because he put that into play for me. Okay, you know I I sent my beats to somebody which I won't say the fucking name, but I sent the beats to somebody mm-hmm. and it got to D Rich. D Rich like those beats. Okay, and D Rich is like one of the craziest trap producers of all times and uh they wanted those and uh yeah man uh so you're just you're just sending stuff to people yeah like even like the juice world shit with uh the spider-man movie Mm -hmm. i had no idea that was gonna be in a movie i had no idea how did you find out about that what's the story behind that Funny story. I, I just yeah, told you this the other day. <laughs> Let me take a sip of this. Shout out Voodoo, uh, Voodoo Ranger. But anyways, I was in the studio. I spent a couple weeks with Juice World in the studio. Personally? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Oh, we were fucking smoking bowls and watching funny-ass YouTube videos and drinking Hennessy. Doing all, like, just w- whatever the fuck. Okay. It was mad personal. Yeah. And uh, that was like, I think my homie J. Craig, he texted me at like four in the morning one night. With the, one of the nights that I wasn't actually at the studio. And he was like, I, yo, I need some guitar beats. I only had one mm-hmm. that I could, like I woke up. If I didn't wake up, then this shit wouldn't have happened. No way. If I didn't wake up and hear my fucking text go off, I'm like, mm-hmm. this shit would not have happened at all. So he's like, yo, I need a guitar beat right now. So I'm like going through my phone. Sent one beat. Shout out to Neil Blanco. He played the guitar on the record. And uh, yeah, they ended up making a record to that that night. No I got way. A fucking, I, I, got a return, I got a return at like six in the morning. They probably just stayed up all yeah, night. Yeah, I got, I got the rough return. I mean, it's fucking right here. That's crazy. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's right here. Like, the the first record. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, man. Uh, they they were really liking the record. Their whole camp management, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. They were fucking with the record hard. And they were trying to buy it. And I was going to sell it for dirt cheap. Because I didn't know who Juice World was. I was just hanging out with them. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's like crazy. It's like me knowing you. Like, you could be the greatest guitarist right, of all right. time. You, you, you know, I had no fuck idea. Right. But, yeah. Wow. That's but incredible. Time, yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. Through time, though, like, um, we built a little rapport, rest in peace, Gerard. But, yeah, man, like, we ended up closing that deal and... So what's the studio? What's the so stu- it, like my homie? Uh, I w- hold on. Go ahead. Go ahead. We could cut this part, but um. So I was at Target, looking for wrapping paper. Okay. Like Christmas wrapping paper to wrap <clears throat> gifts and shit like yeah. that for the kids. And. Uh, should I not you lean could, all the way? Could, I just back wanted back. to make sure it, it gets captured. So, uh, yeah, as as I was at Target, I got a phone call from 
Jake Craig, and he was like, yo, he was like, yo, yo, yo. He was like, have you seen Juice's last post? Like, it was just a post that he put on. And I'm like, no. I, I, I checked. He's like, you made Spider-Man. You, you made the Spider-Man movie. And I'm like, no. F- no. I, I, I didn't even have a reaction at that point. Yeah. I just kind of like went on my phone and I looked. I went on his Instagram and I'm like, dude, I was in Target screaming. I would be too. I was in Target I would be like, too. let's fucking go. Yeah. Let's fucking, like literally let's, like holding fucking Everybody's like, paper what the like I'm ready to beat anybody up. <laughs> just the, psh, psh. I'm telling you, man. Like it was, people were. What do you got going on? But, yeah, they have no idea. Because I wasn't yeah. even look. I wasn't even looking forward to that movie before that, mm-hmm. and to be a part of that. I mean, I mean that movie's historic. Yeah. It's, it's it's great. It's My relic, kids love that movie. Relic, I, I love mean, it. Like, with the uh, yeah. animation, yeah, it's the one of it's the first of its kind. It starts a whole multiverse of madness, you know, mm-hmm. and then um, shit, it, it's gotten so <laughs> it 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 elevated me to a oh I'm sure different. Fucking playing. Oh yeah, field, you know? no doubt, no doubt. What's I don't want to make this whole thing about juice, but what's what's that? No, the, the, what's the studio like with him, man? What's that vibe like? Of just kicking it with him, you know? I mean, it's like kicking it with a homie. Yeah. Like just with like a friend. He was there. He was way more famous than I knew that he was at mm-hmm. the time. So I didn't really know how. I, I didn't know. I just treated him regularly. Yeah. Just like any other artist would come in. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Studio. Like. I remember I bring my girl to the studio at that time, and I'm like, oh, she, was, she was excited to be around Lil Bibby. Okay. <laughs> Shout out Lil Bibby. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, yeah, but she was, like, sleeping, basically. But, I mean, me and me, him, uh, him and Justin, Jay Craig, had a really good rapport as far like, because they both skated. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just watching, like, skate videos. And I'm telling you, this dude knows how to fucking make a record right away. When he hears a beat, it's like me when I make a beat. Like, he just has that That's a Raven moment where it's like, he... You hear it all. He sees it. Yeah. So he's like, he'll hear the first three seconds of a beat. And he'll be like, oh, load it up. Load that shit up. Yeah. And then he'll go in the booth and do like three different versions of the, uh, three different versions of the song. That's crazy. And... Like in t- ten minutes. That's what everybody minutes? says like, about him, dude. Yeah, he's Same like, thing. Yeah. No, it was like freestyle all day. I mean, like he didn't have no pen pad. He wasn't on his phone like this that. This constant flow state. Yeah. You know? He was just like, dude, if I fuck with it, I fuck with it. And um, that's how we got them records together, man. And we had a lot. <laughs> we we had some fun. We had no, some fun I, in the I, studio together. I don't man. doubt it, man. That it sounds like an incredible thing, and I would never forget being yeah, in the studio man, I'm with glad Juice, that you know? I, exactly. It's surreal to me. Absolutely. It's still surreal to me to this day. Got so many records. Um, but even like with Jeezy, like, like, I don't know how the fuck that really happened. But Are you in the studio with a lot of these guys, or are you just sending tracks? 
Well, with Jeezy, I just sent the tracks. Yeah, I've never okay. met him personally. Okay. No, I've never met him at all. But most people, I'm in the studio with them, yeah. Do you find that you get a better outcome that way? Yeah. I would. I, would I mean, because so. I mean, it, it's a difference between me, like, just sending some shit and not being there. But, like, when you have, like, a... When you have, like, a vibe, yeah. you fuck with somebody, like, or you're just talking or, or chopping it up with somebody, like, it's it's a different situation, you know? Like, okay, I'm playing this. What type of shit do you want? Right. As opposed to me just, like, sending a Google Drive pack up. Yeah. I could do that with anybody. You may or might, <laughs> you might not even listen to this shit, or it would be whatever. But if I'm here, like, like if I'm playing beats right now, if I'm here, like it's gonna be yeah. fire. Like the other day, yeah, yeah, that shit was there's, magical. There's something about working with a producer, and then like the light bulb, mm-hmm. so the light bulb goes off, and then like when it's an unspoken. Yeah, you both have that little click. You're like, yeah. oh, there it is. And there's yeah, so many but you're both searching for that at the same time, you know. It, but when you find it, it's there. Yeah, because y'all both look at each other at the same mm-hmm. time and be like, "This is why we're here." This is, this is <laughs> yeah. Like one, you know? Oh, exactly. And it's funny because when we put that together, right? you're able to look at somebody. Yeah, right? you feel it. You feel it. So it, it, it's it's a weird kind of telepathy. But like, <clears throat> like I was showing you earlier, the drums that I put behind it were just like something I had in my head. Okay, this would sound poppy when I record like this. Mm-hmm. But the programming only offers so much levels of depth. Now, I showed him that in the car ride on the way back to my crib. And then within 10 minutes, he had drums that sounded 20 yeah. times better. Put it all together. I'm telling you, drums make the track, dude. And it's they really do. You say that pressure point where it's like, ah, like I'm under pressure because in that period of time, he didn't have the charging cord to his laptop. I forgot my so freaking we, laptop charger, bro. It was like a Mission Impossible yeah. where you only have a certain amount of time. We, like, we was on the way to the clubhouse, uh, to the clubhouse and I like, my inner thought was like, like I took a deep breath and I'm like, shit, I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. You I'm just missing know it. something like Important. that I need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I hope I have this. And I sure didn't have my charger. And my laptop is not new, so that motherfucker was gonna die soon. Yeah. You know, like it had what two hours max. Two hours max. Yeah. It's like crunch time. And yeah. So, but pressure creates the diamond. Exactly. So that's why I'm like. It was almost better that way mm-hmm. because I wouldn't have been like, dude, my, <laughs> the screen brightness was all the way on like dim, dim. Sitting <laughs> there squinting at it. Yeah, dude. I swear to God, I'm sitting here like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then we didn't have an aux cord to the freaking. We had to go to garage, uh, uh, Guitar, guitar center. center. Just to get an aux cord? Just to get the aux cord no, to plug up God. to like. Cause I, I got a sound bar with the surround sound and the sub, mm-hmm. and so legit like I realized when we got back to my crib we didn't have an aux cord, and I, I looked through all my shit couldn't find anything and I was like fuck we gotta go to fucking guitar center to make this happen so in order you know for us to produce anything and actually hear it without the, gotta make that guitar center run got to make it luckily, yeah I mean luckily there was a guitar the center right there mm-hmm. it was down the street so. We go to the guitar center next thing you know. I was gonna buy a fucking you know brand new aux, and he's like, "Nah, fuck that. We're gonna go to the the little bucket that has all the different chords in it, and you can buy it for like half off." 
This man searched through it. I didn't know that. Five minutes. I didn't know that. Yeah. You just put me on game right there. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, no, there, there, there was, there's a little cord set. They have all types of different XLRs, cords. And it's just in like, like a box. Like XLRs, RCAs, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck. Yeah. But like, if it's there, it's there. If it's not, it's not. Right. And I didn't think it was going to be there because I kept on seeing RCAs or, or CLAs to aux. Like mm-hmm. I've seen mad auxes. But not ox to ox. Right. But I finally found one. I'm like, shit. I hawk. I'm gonna have to check that out. I didn't know. I, I, I didn't know Guitar Center dude. had that. It was like fucking like what eight dollars? Yeah, they saved like ten dollars. <laughs> Hell yeah. Legit. So then we go. No, that was good. That was nice. Go back to the crib. Next mm-hmm. thing you know, we're in the clubhouse. Set up everything. He's putting it all together, and then I was just like, fuck. This is this is a magical moment. And when I knew it was like on point. Was when the random pedestrians started coming through and like walking past, like mm-hmm. random Asian dude that was sitting on the corner. Yeah, he was in the study room. And yeah, he was in the study room space. He walks out, walks out the clubhouse, looks at both of us, and just, just threw like, the thumbs mm-hmm. up like that. Like that's he the said, one. That's like, how you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Because music, music is subjective, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we could think it's a hit, but then the outside, right? Like, but. The random people that had no connection to both of us was just like every time someone came through, it was just like, "This is this is it." So I'm excited to finish that song with you, man. Especially while you're out here. I was I can't at, wait to hear that hook. I was at work um, on the forklift listening to the beat, and it actually gave me energy, like to keep going, just to keep driving and shit. And I was just like, "Okay, I'm going back and forth myself right. on what sounds right, <laughs> yeah. what might go good with it." Yeah. It's one of those beats that like. It doesn't require much because the beat itself is so fucking beautiful. And it's not even doing too much either. Mm-mm. Not, not at all. It's, not at it's all. Just, it's just sitting exactly where the hell it's supposed to be sitting. Like it's. So so finding that, that seasoning, as you would say, mm-hmm. to add to it was the, the process in terms of like, okay, I know that it, it should go like this. It should sound like this. It should feel like this. And uh, I'm excited to hear, uh, let you hear it, man. I'll, I'll show it to you later. We might even be able to record a little bit of it here. Cause I got the little mic and everything. I mean, so. y'all got mad mics yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. 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 We could definitely do a little bit. We got a few things to mean. record on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, yeah, let, man. Let's, uh, let's get into hitter shit real quick. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, just so you know, hitter shit is basically a portion of the show where we ask you a question, whether it be a topic, a thing, oh. a noun. Oof. And uh, it's either hit or shit. Okay. It's up to you to say which other one. Exactly. Perfect. Okay. Thank you for the explanation. <laughs> In case you didn't. Yeah. All right. So hit or shit. Here we go, guys. Uh, first thing on the hit or shit, Grammys. How do I feel about the Grammys? Hit or shit. Oof. Because some, you know, like Lil Wayne, he'll be like, I'll ask my blunt my Grammy award. You know, he don't really give a fuck about it. No, well, I you know mean. I'm saying? Like, some people don't give a damn about it. But to some people, it's the highest accolade they can get of recognition, you know? No, I mean, but as, as it being one of the highest accolades that I've accommodated in my career so far. Yeah. I'd say I don't really care to, or what is it? Hit or, Hit or shit. I would say it's shit. Wow. I would say it's shit. Yeah. Because it's. No, yeah, no, it's shit. <laughs> you didn't gain nothing from it or just just doesn't do much for you? 
No. Yeah. No. Okay. It does nothing at all. All right. <laughs> Besides me having something on my wall. Yeah. With my name on it. Like, that's it. But I would like more, maybe, but. Well, recogni- I know how I know how it is, but no. It's just- the recognition, the recognition is nice. Yeah, but it doesn't mean much, I guess. Yeah. No. Okay. Sorry, right. I'd say it was shit. Shit, shit on the Grammys. Shit. All right. So <laughs> next up on the hit is shit. Auto tune. <laughs> auto tune. I love auto tune. If okay. you could use it right. So I would say hit. Hit on auto tune. With the right person. With the right person. Okay. We're talking like T Pain, you know, right. harmonies and shit like People that. People who really know how to use it, but. Not just using auto tune for no reason, mm-hmm. right. like just for the fuck of it. Yeah, yeah. And then also using it like off key, you have to know like, what keys are actually hit. Yeah. To, to merge with the auto tune itself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's All right. So how about um, hitter shit? Bringing the homies to the recording session. Mm. Oh God, that's. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's a fucking I, I great just, question, I see dude. The what the spinning. fuck? <laughs> Damn. Uh, no, man. Like, because that is like, it's it's hit or miss there because, dude. I like to be by myself, dude. Okay. I like. I don't like to. I don't like motherfuckers to be around me. You don't like the or, distraction. Well, yeah. I mean, like, unless I'm going there with, like, somebody that I'm working with, you know? So, if you're not there serving a gu- fucking, like, a guitar riff, or you have a melody on hand, or you could do something like that, yeah, I don't really need you. Mm-hmm. But if you're there, I mean, that's a plus. So, that's where it kind of, like, that's the silver lining, where I'm like, damn, I don't know It gets that's... muddy, though. That, like, you get a whole bunch of people there, it's just too much. Well, that's when I'm, like... I sit there and I'm like, there's four other producers behind me trying to like backyard produce. And I'm yeah. like, dude, I could do this shit at home. <laughs> like in my own space and take my time, like go take a piss, do whatever the fuck I want to do. Um, so I would say taking the, uh, taking the homie to the studio was, that's a hit. <laughs> No, that's shit. That's shit. That's shit. That's shit. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, like, I love, I, I love my homies. I love everybody that I work with, but I always let them know that I would rather kind of, yeah, like, like just let me lock in the studio for a few hours and just do my thing. You're gonna send, get it. send me something like Dropbox. Do whatever you want. Yeah, send me anything. And I'm gonna get that shit done. I think you're gonna get more done that way. No, yeah, you, you know, do. you just don't have the distraction, all that going on. And then you're, you're like, there's conversations, yeah. like, dude. When you're creating, you don't want to have conversations. Yeah, like, you want to, like, you're solely focused on creating. You want to be locked in. You want to be locked in, yeah. and like, whatever you could do for me, or for us, you know, in fact, is great. Mm-hmm. We'll make some shit happen, but I think. Uh, yeah, I would definitely, like, I'd rather get an email than have to walk in the studio with, like, four dudes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. And, and, and figure it the fuck out. But, yeah. 
Right on, so shit, bringing the homies to the hoot studio. <laughs> well, I mean, like, especially as an artist. Okay, so I'm not an artist, right? So I would say I, I I would prefer to like I would prefer like artists any artists out there, bro. Don't bring your friends to the studio. It's not a fucking kick it spot. Yes, it's not a kick it spot. Tell them it's we're not getting it, like we're not going there to get blasted or just to have a spot. You know what I'm saying? At that point, do it at the house. Mm-hmm. Just go with you. <laughs> go with your go yeah go with that intention that you like you're you're paying i mean studio time is That's what I was about not to say. cheap you, you might be wasting money you're, you know yeah sometimes man Look shit that i didn't see dude the percentage of people that waste money versus actually like get shit done Which that's a good question yeah, that's a good question would you say is there a higher percentage of people that go to the studio spend a four hour blocks worth of money on some shit versus like the people that come in there and they just Zone in. Mm-hmm. All right, so there's artists that I've been with that will book a four hour block and get like within four hours get like they'll run through like four or five songs just to get some shit down. Like that's what I feel is productive. Yeah, that's what I feel is productive. But if you go there just to sit around, bust out your drink or or That's your weed or your, your yeah. fucking Zandies or whatever the fuck it's you know like what, yeah like it's not it's not I would say going to the studio is not a hangout space mm-hmm. it is for professionals that are there yeah we could all hang out here and chill we could have some fucking voodoo rangers <laughs> and, and 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 talk about some shit but uh, I would say yeah man just go there and conquer what you're initially paying for right you feel me Mm -hmm. like otherwise you're just you're burning money Mm -hmm. you're burning bread so i would never do that (laughs) shit's too expensive nowadays man (laughs) just going there no man i mean like the cheapest studio time i know is like 75 bucks an hour right that's, that's that's a lot that ain't cheap if you want to get four hours i mean where are you at you're you ain't getting much done in an hour. And most people no, have a two-hour no. minimum anyway. You if know. you want to get some shit done... Fully. Fully, right? Get your work's worth or your money's worth or whatever it is. Like, Just go there with intention. Be, be you. And, I mean, just get the shit done. I mean, like, if you have a producer there, Cool. That's why I like to like sit in on sessions, you know. A lot of artists want me to sit in on their sessions. So I'll I'll be there and I'll like give them pointers because I mean it's my record. So I want to get the shit done proper. Right. And if I'm there to be able to tell you that and not like give you notes on my fucking phone via text yeah. later on, like I'd rather give it to you right there in front. Right on. So next thing on the hitter shit list, um, I don't know if you've ever made it out there, but uh, State Fair, Texas. It just opened up this weekend. Uh, no, I've not been to State Fair, but I did work on some production to like promote the State Fair on the radio station, 94.5. Okay. Oh, shit. 
Yeah. Yeah. Nice. My beats in the background. Right? <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, that's high. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> you got a hit or shit on it though? I can't tell you hit or nothing. I mean, is it's gonna go in the middle? Is it girl? Yeah, I would say like, is there? I mean, I need to I, think of a middle answer because everyone always asks me, is there like a? Is there a yeah, middle? yeah. So like, I, 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 I neutral. Yeah. I have no idea because I've never been to the state fair. I've been to like the Fort Worth situation. Okay. Like the uh, the stockyards or, or stockyards. The, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've been to the stockyards, but I've never been to the state fair. Right on. But apparently it's. A situation. So right now, I would say it would probably be a hit. Yeah. Because I don't know nothing. Like I have nothing. I don't know nothing about it. It's it's a it's a man. It's shit for me. Really. Yeah, because I've been there so many times, and like like I'm just so over it, dude. And like I've never been. It's so well. Boring. It, it could. There, we should go sometime, but like you, you'll go one time and be like, eh. it's, it's yeah. overpriced like crazy yeah and like the, the kids will have a good time you know playing the games and shit but like for like adults like us mm-hmm. you're gonna eat you're gonna try some food out maybe drink a beer and go home that's about it okay so that brings me to a question i know it's not on the list but hit or shit big crowds like big concert crowds or festival crowds being out in the crowd yes, or okay crowds, okay hit or shit shit <laughs> I'm not. Re- I'm not really with that instantly either. shit. Yeah. Instantly shit. I don't like to be around no more than two people. Right. Yeah. I feel that. That's it. Like I'm okay. If there was more people here, it would be weird. I, I always see like those giant like raves and shit where it's like they're just like cluster fucked into like one. Like dude, that what, is not what is the, fun. I mean, there 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 was an instance in time where I felt like that was the fun thing to do. I guess just to be around so many people, just to see people. Sure. But, like, dude, you're just kind of, you're weaseling through to try to get a beard mm-hmm. or a, a fucking mixed drink or whatever the fuck. Waiting and, 30 minutes in line. And then you're waiting and you're just sitting there like, yeah. Hmm. You spend in a limbo, quarter, like you're in fucking, like, purgatory. Yeah. Like you spend a quarter of the time at the function just waiting. Exactly. You know? And you're, like, missing out on, That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. the, like, the fun time that everybody else is having mm-hmm. that you're with. So no, uh, big crowds, I'm okay with Heat not shit. having them around. <laughs> so that's shit. All right. So how about this um, hitter shit punching in on tracks? Yes, four for four all day. Hit, hit, hit. absolutely. Yeah. You. Oh yeah. Because I know a lot of people just want to one take it and they don't want to like do punches Mm-mm. and shit. You know. Well, I mean, that that's good if you could do it, mm-hmm. but not everybody could do it. But I think the four for four, punch in, punch out, is, yeah. You're saying every four bars is what you're saying? Yeah. So okay. that's how, like, the greatest artists that I've worked with done it. They punch in, explain that. So you're punching in four before and four after, or what? So it's four bars. Okay, so, like, I was uh, in the studio with Southside um, in Atlanta, and he was recording records, like him, Waka, and all them. And he was just doing like, cut, cut it, you know, and like just going back and forth, but only doing that amount of through the whole song. Yeah, so I wonder who he was like damn near talking over himself. Yeah, like you damn near talk over yourself. But I think that's an efficient way to 
get so a record. But but everything's not exactly hitting though on the beat, right? He's he's talking over himself, like you said. So it kind of gives it this weird after. Effect, it gives right? the engineer a little bit of a job to do. Yeah. You so know, are, are you sitting there granted? Having, to, having to space it every time? See, I'm not an engineer, unfortunately. So, I mean, but I know exactly what they have to do. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? Like, gotcha. it's a lot of fading in, fading out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, cutting. Like, it's just a lot of editing. Okay. That's where, like, the mixing gotcha. comes in. As gotcha. a vocalist, I can tell you this, because I had to learn this the hard way. Because I always try to do the one track, one track. Yeah, that's shit. that's what I'm used to, but, too. Like, I'll give you an example. For a four bar, right? All I needed was a beat that let my, let my people know. So, like, say, for instance, all I needed was a beat that let my, let my people know. Right. To get the full aspect of that four bars and have that breath and lead it out, there's no way I can start the next bar Okay. without stopping. So you have to punch in. So you have to punch in yeah. in order to get the fullness of that bar, of those yeah. bars, and then it sound crispy, and then have enough breath to do another four right, bars right. after that. And so you only got one breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like, only so much breath. See, I, think, <laughs> I think you just you just opened up a door there, because a lot of people don't know that as, as to why things no. might sound different live. Oh yeah, a thousand percent. You know, because if, if you go see someone live and their 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 breath works not not in control like that, mm-hmm. you know, from from bar to bar, it's gonna sound completely different from what you punched it in and now you're doing it live. It's gonna sound completely different. And yeah. when you're doing it live, you're you're exerting you're exerting way more energy. Right, right. Versus when you're in the fucking studio and you're in the booth and it's just you and the engineer versus like a whole bunch of people and you're trying to give them a performance. So that's why, like, it's funny a lot of artists use backup tracks or, you know, backing vocalists mm-hmm. to help them carry those Right, points. right. Like, it, it, like, it seems like instance, everybody does it now. Buster Rhymes, there would be no Buster Rhymes without Spliff Star. Spliff Star is his, like, main go-to hype man because he finishes the vocals where Buster No, Star. that's his real-life background. Yeah. That's yeah. his real-life ad-lib. I mean, exactly. like, that's his real-life ad-lib as a friend or... A, yeah. Yeah. But I think the... Uh, uh, doing it live, like that's why when you see like motherfuckers like performing live, if even if they're singing or something like that, they'll always be like a couple tones down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they're not correct. Like, so like you'd be like when it go like the real song would be like when it goes down na 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 na. But then when they're performing it, they'll be like when it goes down na 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 na. You know what I'm saying? Like it's. There's always a couple of semitones that are that less, but the backup tracks are serious. Yeah, yeah. That's what everybody does now when you go to a live show. They have their back track going. Yes, I mean you got to get a show mix. You have to get the full like the full mix of your record, the show mix, the uh, edited mix, the unedited or not the edited mix, but the uh, the clean mix. The clean mix. Yeah. yeah. See, that's the thing I think a lot of artists don't know right there is that you, you have to have, like, six different versions of your song if you want to get, like, placement on some shit. You oh, yeah. A clean one, a live one, the studio one, the, mm-hmm. you know, like... One with a longer intro, maybe, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Or, like, just the instrumental for sure. talk beds yeah. yeah, on some radio shit, so... Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. This, yeah like a slow rollout or something. They'll, they'll just get the instrumental out at yeah. first, yeah. Put it in the background. 
Right on. So you just put the drum track right there <laughs> just for, yeah. All right, so big hit on punching in. Let's right, go. So last thing on hitter shit. Uh, this is a newer artist kind of blowing up lately. Um, Tizo Touchdown. Hit her shit on him because he's kind of a more of eclectic artist. I compare him to like a new generation Rick James kind of. Um, to be fair, I don't know anything about him. Really? I know. Uh, okay, so one of my homies had put a Tizo touchdown record on, and he was trying like forty times to put it on, <laughs> like he couldn't find the name. Mm-hmm. And then once he found it, I'm like, oh, it's. it's Ooh, yeah. it's cool, but I I can't give you an opinion. Yeah, I can't give you an opinion on that. He's he's. I don't know, like I, but I know he has. Uh, I mean, he's buzzing. Yeah, he's definitely. buzzing. And if I could work with him, I would. I would be glad to be in the studio with him. You know. Oh yeah, he's so. one of those artists that kind of like caught my eye rather than my ear. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I saw his visual aesthetics with the nails right. in his yeah. hair. And I, was I don't like, even know what he looks like, dude. So, dude's got nails braided into his hair, and then that's what his oh, hair is. Oh, it's that guy. That's who I'm talking really? about. Really? Oh, yeah, the guy yeah, with yeah, his yeah. fucking... Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Like, I've seen him on Instagram but a lot. sonically, like, musically, every track is so different. Like, it, it's really interesting to see an artist come out and, like, not really box himself into anything. He's kind of... Well, I'd yeah. say, like, I mean, I would say it would be a hit because... You know, mm-hmm. the possibilities are endless, and we could figure it out. And hopefully, he, <laughs> you know, I, I would say steps hit. all the way the fuck up. Yeah, I would say hit. I would say hit. I mean, yeah. I feel like a lot of people, especially in music, hip hop, rap, they're chasing a lot of the same sound. So it takes balls to really like step out and produce your own sound. He's definitely done that. And then get placements with some of the biggest artists, from mm-hmm. Tyler to Travis to. Couple other people, and it's just like, dog, like this dude is different. And then he has a whole different aesthetic. Too. That's what I'm saying. Like he caught my eye first, and then I was like, oh, let me let me check this dude out. You know. Yeah, Tizo's definitely one of those. Damn. Right on. He's cold. I'll show you some more of his shit like later on. Damn. Yeah. So that's that's hitter shit right there. Nice. Yeah. He's from Texas. Is he really? Yeah. I didn't know Texas. that. Beaumont, Texas. You know, I keep forgetting that I fucking did a song with ASAP Rocky and Wale. What? Did you really? Yeah. What song? You did a it's, song with it's like, it, it was leaked though, but uh, yeah. I didn't know that. I don't even know the, uh, it's my stylist or some shit like that. I have no the fuck idea. No stylist? I think, yeah. Is it? Damn, if it, I, it, no st- that's crazy. Great beat. <laughs> Fucking, it, the song is great too. What's one of your like uh, favorite producer tags? You know, you got like Mike Will made it in the like, yeah, some, Metro, no. yeah, like you know, like Metro's got his, you know, like, <laughs> He's got, like right. Do you have one that like kind of sticks out to you? Mine. I, I, you can, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, that's fine. No, mine. Uh, first off, uh, but as far as anybody else's, Metro. Yeah, Metro is one of them boys, man. Yeah, he, he's, he's he's literally one of the goats. I mean, when you can have random people shouting out the tags. Yeah, Metro, yeah, Metro, yeah, Metro. Yeah, mm-hmm. he got like forty different tags. His theme power is crazy, and then so many artists remaking their tags. 
Mm -hmm. That's I the thing is when the artist remakes your tag for you and you have so many versions of it, yeah. that's that's tight. Metro. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I have a, a like a, a girl from France. She freaking said my She's name. The one that's that's on the no, track. no. Well, oh. I, that that's like more of like a British situation. That was the homegirl. Uh, but the the girl from France, I, I didn't even know her. I got a call from Chris Barnett, and he was in France with some girl, and he was like, uh, "Say his name." Just say his full name in French or, or, or in French, you know what I'm saying? Because I have a French ass name. Oh, oh, that probably sounds sexy as hell. Oh man. So are you French? I actually am not. Just a French name. Yeah, it's like more Creole. I'm black, white, okay. Puerto yeah, Rican, yeah. Mexican. I feel you. Damn. I can only imagine how good that sounds though for like an authentic French woman. Right. Just, just with that cadence too on top of that. I don't even know. Uh, French is one of the best like sounding since Spanish. <clears throat> yeah. It was it was so weird to hear that. I'm like, damn. She sent me a gang of them. I remember dating this half Cuban, half Haitian girl when I lived in New York, and she knew French. And y'all, when she talked French, it was just like cleaving to the core. <laughs> so, are you gonna use that for your tag? What she sent you? No, not right now. No, I like my tag right now for what it is. But when I'm like more, I would say like up there. Mm -hmm. Up there as a producer and a, yeah. you know, a matriarch in the game. Then I could start like fumbling around like, he could do a tag for me, you could yeah. do a tag for me. Hell yeah. <laughs> or I'll use that because that one's it, it's a good one. It's a good one, but it's just saying my name. Yeah, and that man, when you hear like a producer's tag on the track, you you either know it's gonna make or break it. You know. There be times you know right away. There be times that I like don't even want to use the tag. So like what I've been doing recently is like I'll put that little you know you know my tag, right? So I use that as like a rise in the beginning and then at the end I'll just put it at oh, the that's end. Cool. Yeah. So you you're still getting it. It's just mixed yeah. in there. That's yeah. Cool. I've been working with this artist uh Vivid recently and he's cold he's he's raw as hell yeah and i've been doing like b-sides of you know songs that he's doing and i'll just put my <laughs> so it just sounds like a gang of that's cool and then i'll put my tag at the end the yeah mm-hmm There's a couple tags out there that like can stand the test of time. I think the like Mayb which one? The Maybach music. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's what I compare mine most to. Is like a, it's like a Maybach. It's very uh, yeah. cl like classy. Everybody Clean, fucks classy. Yeah, everybody fucks with the tag. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you know who like has a tag that is it's a timeless. Is not a producer, but everybody knows it. Lil Wayne. Uh, well, the lighter flick, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. That's his. That's that's the most iconic that's one. His yeah. 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 That's almost an ad lib. Yo, for real. You know, oh, like, it is. But yeah. it's like the intro tag that lets you know, oh shit, mm. like, Wayne's on this shit. Once the instrumental starts, and then you hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one's different too. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, he's literally just lighting. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it would, and that motherfucker am going crazy. Who's a a dream artist that you have in your arsenal, like of like I would love to work with that artist. I know I can hear my music with that artist. It could be past, present, it don't matter. Like just one of those ones that you know, like ah. Well, I I would like to I would like to work with Jack Harlow. Mm. I like his sound, and his first album, his first label-based album. Right. Man, dude, I listen to that shit fucking on repeat. Like, non-stop, front to back, mad times. The, the, it, it's really good. Uh, him, obviously, or I would say, like, Pharrell. That's who I really want to be in the studio with. Talk about a dream, right? Yeah, we're talking about dreams. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Pharrell. Yeah. I'm talking about like manifestation, manifesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, like Pharrell, Timbo. I mean, like I need to be in the studio with some of them. Timbo, Battle Cat. Bro, you want to know? And I know this is a high accolade, but I'm giving it to you straight up. This beat, the last beat that me and you made, combined with a lot of other ones that you've made in the past, like recently. I hear Dre. Oh, Dre, of course. I mean, that's... I hear, I hear those drums and that shit so heavily, and I'm like, dogs. It's like... So can I tell you a secret? It's not a secret. It's not a secret time. Secret time. Secret time. Secret time. Secret time. No, this is not really a secret, but um, back in the days, uh, before I was able to just, like, get drum kits from anybody. Like, I can't go on... Like, I couldn't go on Reddit and download a drum kit. I would uh I would basically just I had bought a physical C D of Chronic two thousand and one and I forgot what I was using actually, but there was like a waves thing like it was a wave station that I could chop shit up. So I would find split like the tracks? No, I wouldn't split the tracks. I would find breaks. So I would take snares Kicks, um, uh, horn hits. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love that. That's in so general. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I would, I would take all that from him and use it because they were already like mastered and like that's how that's yeah. how I made I made my own drum kits back in like those days. You know that's what I'm so saying? Cool. Like, and I was like 15 years old doing yeah, this yeah. shit, and I would have to like. This is from a CD, too. Like, That's what I'm talking about, dude. Getting it how you can, man. Yeah. No, it's not about, like, fuck the doll. Use whatever you want to use. Yeah. It's not about what you use. It's, like, nigga, it's how you do it. It's how you play it. That's awesome. And back in, back in those days, I was using, like, Reason. So, like, a lot of, like, the snares, claps, kicks... Hi hats, horn stabs, or whatever the hell I was using, it was from like, not just from the 
Chronic 2001, but it was it was just from any album that I heard that yeah. I could find a break from. One of my favorite like music like lore stories like out like in a studio is like the Beastie Boys when they were recording. Um, fuck, I think it was What You Want. They they recorded part of it on a, a Hello Kitty mic that they had. Jeez. It was just in the studio. So I, I love hearing stories of like oh that this is what we had laying around. You know, so mm-hmm. It's just shit like that. I love hearing that shit because that's that's what makes the fucking like yeah. history and like makes it so unique. I had I had just taught. I had did some work. Um, shout out Mickey Facts by the way. Um, I was working with him in his uh, academy. He has a hip hop academy. Uh, pendu- uh, pendulum Inc. And uh, I was, I did summer school. So I taught the gang of people <laughs> that I had like a class of like 26, 27, 28 people. But I was doing Zoom classes, right? But I did like, there was like artist sampling, it was like the intro to production and oh, shit no like shit. that. Yeah, That's so. Really? Yeah, no, I didn't oh. know that. That's hard as hell. You don't be looking hard enough, man. Man, so you be <laughs> you're just sitting there have your own little class and people wow. tune in. Yeah, out. man. I know I have my own I had that's my I had my own shit. class and uh just, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So I, I let them know that like in my artist sampling class, I had told them like how I kinda started. Yeah, absolutely. I had told them how I started doing the samples, like <laughs> this is what I want to tell you guys. I had a Walmart mic. You know them fucking like long stick mics? Yeah. Oh, wow. The the little off-white little joints? Mm-hmm. I, w- I had, you know, the foam headphone. I would take the top or I would take the foam off the headphones, put it over the mic, wrap it around the fucking um, mic, and then put it by the speaker. Like I had like a... Radio, like just a regular radio speaker. Okay. And then just like record that and then dump it into a uh, reason. And then. That's man, we, a crazy kind of. We were just talking about how like people used to, like record on like their, like the Apple headphones. I mean, it, yeah, yeah it would be, it, it'd be the same thing. Like if I just. Yeah. yeah. But I used to like put the mic right here and I made sure I had the phone like. That's on this mic, so it didn't catch all the S's. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, yeah. so it was like DSing, and I would EQ it. But yeah, man, that's like the growing process. Right. Yeah. And that's how I started to learn how to sample, and then I'm able to like teach people how to sample as well now. That's such a skill. Like, dude. turn literally nothing into something. Right. right. Yeah. That was one of my favorite classes. I think that was one of my best classes that I had with them. What are some of, like advice you would give like up and coming producers who are looking to be like a charting producer or something? Uh, same way I was telling homie earlier, uh, I think just follow your intuition. Know what you want, like like know what you want to uh, know what Shit, you want. That's like, half the battle right there. That, that, exactly, like yeah. that's half the battle. Uh, Follow what you want, or just do what the fuck you want to do. Honestly, like don't worry about like don't try to sound like Metro. Don't sound like don't try to sound like anybody else. Do you? Do you? And uh, be confident and be 
intentional with the work that you do. Uh-huh. You know, like if you have people that are looking for your work, just be intentional. Of That's basically it. And be able to hold relationships, man. Because yeah, yeah. relationships are part like that. Team. I think that's fucking the rest of the battle is just being able to hold mm-hmm. those relationships, you know? So you just like, like hold them tight, keep your network, build networks upon your networks. You know what I'm saying? It's like a nucleus situation. Like it's just going to keep flowing. And that's shit. That's how I did it. <laughs> I would also add: don't be afraid to branch out, like of your comfort zone. You know, try listening to new things. Try listening to new sounds, new artists. Absolutely. Don't stick in the same, yep. you know, network of this is what everybody's listening to. So I'll listen to it a thousand times to see how I can replicate it. Like, branch out to different artists in different countries and see how people bend the sound because that truly is what people are looking for, something new but familiar at the same time. And that's why I fuck with you because that's exactly how the fuck I look at it, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you. Look, because I'll tell you right now, I don't listen to to what's going on on the radio right now. I don't I don't listen to nothing um of the sort really. Like when I get to the crib, I listen to things that are aesthetically pleasing to me mm-hmm. in order to be able to inspire me to create. Right. So like dude, I, I create upon the things that I listen to and I put it all together. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, again, that's like pantry fucking yeah. cabinet of seasoning. <laughs> that's that's it. Music, like, yeah, but I like, he has all the samples. He, he sent me so much good samples. That one joint that we made. Oh, dude, I just this guy has, the, like, the most eclectic music. I see him post shit on Instagram all the time, and I'm like, I run straight to Apple, and I'm like, let me go listen to that real quick. <laughs> right. So that's Check what, that like, out. He, he's, he's been a part of the situation. Like, oh, we, yeah. we've made some really, really good. It's having that ear. That's what it is. Yeah. You gotta it's have the ear, ear, the flavor. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to be eclectic. Um, just know your, know your music. Know your music. Know your music history. Know what's great, yeah. know what's not great, and don't follow nobody. Don't follow nobody. I follow you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, just follow you. That's what. Just follow you. You hear me? Man, I think that's a great note to wrap this up on. Is there anything you kind of want to promote while you're here? This oh. is this is gonna drop probably around Halloween, maybe. Okay. No. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing to promote. Uh, I got things, but I don't want to. No. Yeah, yeah. no. Let's let's at least toss your Instagram out there for him and uh, whatever well, else. Follow me on uh, Instagram at pdbeats eight twenty or no actually fuck man you gotta cut that. <laughs> I'll put Beats it out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at beats by pd eight twenty. There we go. On Instagram and uh, yeah, just hit me up for the pack. Right on. That's. I mean, and we're moving forward. We're doing that. And I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you, Nimbus. Yeah. Nick, my boy. Yeah, man, I appreciate you coming through. This was an incredible conversation, man. Like I was telling him earlier, there's a lot of people that produce music 
rap, do all that type of shit. But the people that are truly doing it, been doing it for a long time, I feel like they deserve a platform to not only showcase who they are as a person, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully you guys do some research on this man and really tap in. But I think those stories that need to be told should be told to you, man, and stuff like that. And that's what it's all about. That's where we come from as podcasters and creators in our own right. And I'm just grateful that we got to capture this moment, capture your story, capture your mind, and then just have a good conversation, man. So thank you. I appreciate you guys. Yes, sir. Hey, y'all be you. We're going to be us. Later. If you'd like to see raw, unedited live episodes, follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash what's up with that. To watch full episodes of what's up with that, subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash what's up with that.